As you already know, we're huge podheads here, and we're excited to share that our friends over at Flamebearers just launched a new season of their game-changing podcast. Listen to weekly episodes where top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the game when the spotlight isn't on. Check it all out on season three of Flamebearers. You guys do such a good job, seriously. Like, oh, thank you. Like, very, very good. Keep that on the recording, please. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Buis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what's new since months ago when we last spoke to our snack listeners? Um, a lot of stuff, but also nothing at the same time. I know. We've been saying that a lot lately. I know. I Well, one, I'm excited that Snacks is back. Snacks, Snacks, Snacks. Snacks is back! Um, well, I guess I should give a little update on my injury, considering that I guess that's the most exciting thing, but not at the same time. I don't really know. Tell Um, us, tell us more. My progression is coming along. Um, I have been running a lot, um, like a lot, a lot trying to get back in shape. It sucks. I don't recommend getting hurt, but if you're going to get hurt in the summer, so you can run in the winter because running in the summer sucks. <laughs> My hot take. Um, but I have been being a neutral in trainings, which is very exciting. Um, I still haven't done a full week of training yet, but that's a step in the right direction. If you ask me, we are asking you. Yeah. Um, how does your hamstring feel? My hamstring feels okay. My hip is not feeling the greatest. I've been getting a case of sciatica, a bad case of sciatica. Um, The other day I had to lay down when we were talking to our guest. Yes, our guest, that's going to be on today. Exactly. Do you think that that's normal when you're coming back from a big injury that like other things flare up? Yeah, I think so. Um, at least that's what I have dealt with in the past. I think, I think that's like an interesting, um, discussion about like injuries is like you, hopefully people don't have many big injuries, but if you have gone through one, you think that like, okay, I'm injured. I get the surgery. And then when I'm coming back from the surgery, I just have to deal with this one issue. But then you find that like, oh, well, like this muscle hurts because it's not used to the pounding anymore or like this thing is feeling. And so you're like, you start kind of questioning yourself of like, is my body falling apart? Like what's going on? Um, And I think that this has been a good reminder that like, you just need to take a step back and just like, listen to your body. I keep having Mm. to tell myself like, just listen to your body. This is normal. Um, I think that there's like some study I don't really know that says like 60% of people coming back from injuries are going to hit like a plateau or like a dip at some point. Mm. Um, and like during the first part of your recovery or my recovery, anybody's recovery, you think like, oh my gosh, I'm like so much progress is coming along and I, I'm going to be back tomorrow. And then you get down to like, you just need that last little bit to feel like yourself and not necessarily, I'm not there yet, but I'm like in the middle somewhere and so the progression is much smaller. And so you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm hitting this like plateau or I'm like having to take a step back to then go forward. And I think you just, for me, at least it's staying in the moment has been helpful of be like, okay, I'm not in a rush. My hip doesn't feel great today. So like, why push it? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and let's let me just like listen to what is going on so I don't know it's not frustrating it's just like it is what it is I I'm so glad that you have that perspective I feel like yeah when you have taken time away from soccer you would think like well all these other things are just going to heal and I'm going to come back and I'm going to have this one area to focus on the rest of my body is going to be fresh and it's kind of like well like you said, like you're not used to the load again. So other things have to like catch back up and it's it's still your whole body is returning to play. It's not just your hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. But I love that you have the perspective that it just is what it is. And you're like kind of taking it one day at a time. Yeah. I don't know if I would have the same perspective if like we were in the middle of the season and I was feeling this, but Mm. I feel like it's really helped to like, okay, we're at the end and I, it's not like I'm coming back this season. So yeah. I hope I like to think I would have the same perspective, but I am not. In well, that I think it would be harder if you were like, I want to play in two weeks and then a week goes by and you're like, should I train today? Even though I feel terrible. Yeah. Like, I think it probably is helpful that you don't have like a strict date that you're aiming for. That's like yeah. very soon. I know. But I guess like when you think about it that way, shouldn't that should be with like all injuries. Like yeah. even if there is a date that like, oh, I want to be back your body is telling you that like you shouldn't. So you should listen to that. Yeah, totally. I think that we just cracked the case of injury. Me. Who would have thought? (laughs) Easier said than done, but I do. I think, I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, I could try to rush back now and I don't know, maybe play sooner rather than later, but then I'm going to have bigger issues down the line or Mm -hmm. I can take my time right now and then be good in the future. And so I guess it's just it's give or take of which one I guess is most important to you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are making the mature decision. <laughs> uh, I guess before we get into fun stuff, I was going to say something briefly about my injury. Um, if you were done talking about yours. I am. I Do you want me to talk about the team trip or do you want me to, we can talk about that after your. Well, now I just feel like I got to say it. Yeah, we'll say it then. All right. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has been wishing me well over the last few months. Um, I obviously am devastated that I'm not on the field. This injury has been very difficult for me and I'm not really ready to like talk about it uh, publicly. So when I am, I would love to do that on snacks. But for now, I appreciate everybody's concern and thoughtfulness. And that's really all I feel good about saying right now. But thank you, everybody. Now back to your regularly scheduled Lynn talking about the team trip. Um, well, thank you, Sam, for saying that. Um, I was just going to say, I, so I went on the team trip for a week. Um, we were, we had our two away games, um, and I was able to go, um, just because there was, wasn't going to be somebody left behind to do my rehab with me. Um, and there's so many things about the team that like, I, I like think I forgot, like being around the team that I, I forgot about. Um, obviously when we see each other, like in the locker room, that's one thing, but we get distracted by like life things and living and you go home and you do whatever everybody does, but on the road, um, it's kind of, it was kind of like Florida where you're like, it's forced family fun and you have to hang out with each other. Yeah. (laughs) And I just like forgot about like that bonding piece. And I just wanted to say like, I really missed it. And I like really enjoyed um, being with the girls. And I know you got to go on that one trip mm-hmm. I don't remember where you guys went, but I just, 
I forgot is all I have to say. It's like, I just forgot what it was like. And I missed I it. I know it's really fun. It's like, you're busy and you're like in a hotel, but you're with everybody. And like, you have conversations every meal and like, it's, I know what you mean. It is really fun. It makes you feel like a, like really like a part of the team. Yeah. And I think during a time when you're like injured and you're trying to find that connection with the team and obviously it's nobody's fault that like, you don't feel connected. Like it's nobody's fault. It's just the situation that it is. It was like really nice to be able to go because for when I first got invited, I was like, Oh, I'm going to miss my pottery. And I'm I'm like, why am I, the flying is going to be terrible for my healing. And I'm going to have to like get out of my routine here, blah, blah, all the excuses. But then I got on and I was like, wow, I'm really happy I went because, because of that like bonding piece. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. And I feel like also it's such, such a critical time in the season for the whole league. Like the top of the table is so close in points that literally every game is a big game just because there's three points up for grabs because three points could literally turn the table. So it's so cool that you got to be there for the team and like go through that. And the league is just in absolute crunch time right now. So it's craziness. The yeah. number one team to the number six team, there's a four point differential. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Has there ever been a time in the league where we've seen that? I don't know. I feel like by now playoffs has historically playoffs would be clinched. And even like sometimes with the courage, like, yeah, the shield would be clinched. I, so I, it, it is crazy. It's so close. I think it's great for the league and it just makes every game so exciting. So Sangies is Pat's business. Yeah. Pat has been working, um, here in Kansas city at a restaurant Corvino. I think everybody knows that he is doing great. He loves it. He's learning so much. We love the restaurant, but he, in his personal time has started a little company and he wants to be a private chef. So he made breakfast sandwiches for our team today. And it was so fun and it went very smoothly. And I was a little sous chef supporter front of the house. I'd say front of the house, I'd call it. Yeah. So now you could be a cook too. Well, I could be in the industry, but probably not in the cook, probably not in the back of the house. But anyway, the sandwiches were delicious. 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 (laughs) They were, they were very good. We've made, so Pat made homemade biscuits and then he made homemade aiolis. He did like a tomato confit aioli, which means that the tomatoes were cooked in oil. Slowly. Slowly. And he made some other aiolis and then he made homemade like sausages and candied bacon and eggs. And then we put tomato and arugula on them. And it, it was, was really fun. We also had a, a berry mix with homemade whipped cream. Everything the, was great. It was like massive. They were massive. Like I didn't pay, but you got your money's worth. You got your money's worth figuratively. Exactly. Um, it well, was really I, fun. I feel yeah. like it was a little like project that we worked on over the last couple of weeks together. And we learned a lot and I think that we would love to do it again and maybe just start slinging sandwiches. Yeah. Is there anything that you did that you were like, okay, that I like, we absolutely have to change. And was there anything that was like, absolutely we need to keep? Honestly, I, I like, there are minor adjustments. I think that we'd make, like, I think he wants to make the biscuits more uniform. Like they were, they're homemade. So like there was some that were huge and some that were a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but like everything tasted great. And I, again, yeah, I think there are like minor adjustments, but overall it went like very smoothly. We made like, I think we made like 25 sandwiches in like an hour and Mm. he like was cooking the eggs as we went and we were assembling as we went. Um, so like pretty solid time. That's amazing. And nobody really had anything negative to say, uh, except DJ said that they were a little bit crumbly and I was like a tough crowd. You can always count on DJ. Tough crowd. An honest, <laughs> an honest <laughs> review. But it was great. So hopefully next time we can like get hired maybe and like actually sell them. And I don't know, try That's to break even. <laughs> I think it's, it was amazing. It was so like thought, I know it was helping him, but it was honestly so thoughtful for you guys to do it for the team. And I know it took a, like a lot of time and effort and. Well, where else am I going to find 25 mandatory friends in Kansas city area? (laughs) You want a biscuit? Do you want a biscuit? (laughs) Honestly, you could probably find a lot. And by mandatory friends, I meant they have to be friends with me. Yes. (laughs) Correct. Maybe I meant to say built-in friends. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say real friends. You hear that, girls? GG's. My besties. We are so excited to bring on this guest our first of season four. Our girl here plays for the Chicago Red Stars. The U.S. Women's National Team is a 2019 World Cup champion and at just the age of 24 is one of the current stars of the <laughs> of women's soccer. Mal Pugh. Mal, thank Hi. you so much for being on Snacks. Thank you for having me. This is Mal, so exciting. We're so excited to have you. We wanted very quickly, very quickly to just say great game when you played against Kansas City. But you... boo! Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Now you you're so pick welcome. Up that ball, you just pick up that ball and you run the whole length of the field. And every time I go, is she ever going to get tired? And yeah. you don't. Well, the, no, no, no. I was exhausted. <laughs> I couldn't even celebrate because I was so tired. And I thought, yeah, yeah. I was very tired. Well, that was amazing to watch. Um, you're having such a great season. We just to intro, like you're doing so great in Chicago. Like what do you, how do you like the city? I love Chicago. Um, I actually, I take that back. I love Chicago in the summer. Like in the winter is like so rough. The like preseason here was like February, March, April, and May were honestly terrible. It didn't get warm here until like June. But yeah, so it was like like, uh, that for us too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just Midwest weather. I guess. But, um, yeah, other than that, I, I feel like it's like, it's a big city, but it's not like too big and it's not like New York or LA. I feel like there's so much to do. Um, like the food is great. The lake is like amazing. Like there, it's just like perfect. I know. I like perfect day. Like if you could wake up perfect day, um, perfect day, I would probably wake up, go to this coffee place, Tawada. Have you guys heard of it? No. Okay. Well, it's a coffee place that I go to every single day. I spend like $7 on a coffee every single day and it's <laughs> terrible. But like, it's worth it. Literally every single day I go to Tawada. Okay. So I go to Tawada and then I'd probably 
I don't know. I'd probably go by the lake, like walk on the lakefront, and then, yeah, go probably home. just chill, go Simple home girl. and hit my apartment. <laughs> she doesn't need that. much. Doesn't I was need gonna much. say, I feel like the lake there, even though you're like not by the ocean, which obviously we all, I'm sure, love. I, yeah. The lake there, like you can't even see the other side, so like you can kind of pretend you're mm, by it's water. like the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, people, like, there's, like, actual, like, beaches here. And, like, yeah, there's, like, that's, like sick. beach volleyball tournaments. And, like, people, like, go out to the beach and, like, lay out. I have never done that. but This might I be will. a dumb question, okay. but because it's so big, is there ever waves? Not obviously not yeah. as big as the ocean, but. No, there is. Oh. Yeah. And, like, in the, my first year here, last year, I remember flying in and there's these, like, icebergs. And like with the wings, like these giant icebergs. Oh my god! She's, in the, Ar- she's in the Arctic. <laughs> no, so on- like hunks of ice are washing up on shore. Yeah. Shut oh, up. Oh no. No, 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 no. Not picture, on shore. Please. But like on, like you can see it, like the bobbing. Wave. They're bobbing yes. in, in the water. Yes. Bobbing. Yes, bobbing. Yeah. Yeah. I need to That's look this like up. Crazy, but I guess yeah. a lake would freeze more than the ocean because it's fresh water, right? I, I hot take. Don't ask me. Is that? I wait. I feel like. Really well, I feel like. That... Yeah, because salt, salt lowers yeah. the freezing point, but also maybe because it's just a smaller body of water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like pretty crazy. It was on bar we stool. Need to, we need to get like a resident scientist slash like encyclopedia person like on the podcast on all these calls to like fact check <laughs> or like explain natural phenomenon that we don't know the answer to this happens a lot mal really we clearly stuff, don't know we don't know the happening. answer to stuff yeah okay i know that's shocking that we don't i know she was shocked <laughs> okay we're gonna get back on track here um we want to talk about something that is exciting to us and i'm sure exciting to you and uh the people want to know um, how's wedding planning going? Oh yeah, the wedding. Um, it's good. It's good. It's uh, September and it's right around the corner. So I I feel like I have a bunch of stuff to do, but I just don't know what it is. Um, so that can be a bit of a problem. But I also have like we have a wedding planner, so she does everything but like I have to like do like I have to go get our marriage license and like set up an appointment yeah set up an (laughs) appointment I gotta do that there's just like a bunch of little stuff that I have to do and my mom keeps like asking me it like for like a bridal shower and I'm like I don't know like I I don't know when that's gonna happen and how that's gonna happen so but the wedding itself is coming along, and it's almost here. What, so exciting. What has been, yeah. like, the most fun part about planning it? Or is there yeah. no fun part? No, it's, like, been so chill. It's been so, like, easy. And um, there was a day in August where both Dancy and I, like, this was, like, the one thing, like, we, like, both, like, had to do and, like, get done. So he had an off day. So we flew, both of us like flew to Atlanta, 
met in Atlanta for the day and went to like our venue and did like met with like a bunch of, of the different vendors with our wedding planner and like chose like flowers and like the layout of everything and like walked through everything and like the timeline of everything. Um, and then like where people are going to be staying like on the site and then the food tasting and the cake tasting. And then, yeah. So I feel like that day, like we got a lot done. That sounds so, so fun. It was fun. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. People keep asking like how it's going. And I feel like I just say it's good. It's like, going. It's yeah. moving right along. Is he like involved? Like, does he care? Or is he kind of like, whatever? Um, it's probably not at the forefront of his mind, I would say. But like, if I ask him something, he, he'll just go, whatever you want. And then, but if it's like something important, he, he'll like put his input. But like the fact that he flew in on his off day to like be there for all that, I feel like is a good, like, I feel like most guys wouldn't do that in the middle of their season. So props to Dansby. Uh, oh, well, m- mad props to Dansby. Always. Yeah. We, we have this new segment in the podcast where we want to do that mm-hmm. moment when, and we wanted to ask you about like getting engaged and how, mm-hmm. like, did you know he was going to engage to you that day? Like, can you tell the story? We'd like love to hear about it if you're down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew it was coming. Like, I feel like all of last year, like I knew it was coming because like we would talk about it all the time. And, um, and he was like, he would just like be like, can you please be patient? And I'm like, I'm not a patient person. So <laughs> it was like killing me. And then we were talking and we were like, so I was, I asked him, I was like, so when are we going on our like vacation, like off season vacation that everyone does. And he was like, cause there was really no like set weekends that we could except for this one weekend. And he was like, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you. We're going somewhere on this weekend and like that's it like that's all you're gonna know and I was like okay fair so yeah fast forward I like I would say like a couple days before I was like really I don't even know like what the word is I was just like okay can you please just tell me like what is going on and like where we're going it's like I need a pack so your girl needs some clothes so (laughs) I like so he was like, we're going somewhere warm. And I was like, okay, fine. So then he was like, the day before it happened, he was like, okay, we're going to lunch. And like, we never go to lunch. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's weird. So we go to this place. It's like on the, on this river in um, Atlanta. And then like the lady, like the, the hostess, she like, brings us to like the garden space and I was like oh my gosh he's gonna do it here like please do not do it here in front of all these people I was like sweating so so he obviously did it and then so we just had lunch like it was so weird because like we never just like sit down and like have a nice lunch and So, so like on your way home from that lunch were you just like were you like upset or were you just like Okay, that was just weird. Like what? Yeah, it was just it was like so weird. And then Wait, like, so like what was the at, point of the lunch? I don't get it. <laughs> so the point of the lunch was 
my friends were setting up at the house yeah so he like needed to get me out of the house um (laughs) yeah so then I like get home and I see everything set up and then I know and then he just um yeah he asked me and then we like packed our bags and he was like okay we gotta go to the airport so we go on the airport and then get there and everything and I thought like all of my friends and stuff were gonna like well, I don't remember if he told me that friends were going or not. I think he did, but I thought they were going to meet us down there. But then I get on the plane and like everyone pops out from like behind the curtain oh. and if they're like, surprise. And then, fun. yeah, we went to Miami and celebrated. Oh, so that's fun. so fun. Yeah. So he did a good job. He put like a lot of thought into it and planned very well. Go dance me. I know. Kudos to him was again. your um, was your family there or just your friends? Just my friends. Yeah, and then I like called my. I think I called. I don't remember who I called first. Maybe my dad. Yeah. So, someone. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's so cute. Um, Good yeah. job, Dansby. <laughs> I know. Good job. He put a lot of thought into it. As I'm sure you've heard, Lynn and I are big pod listeners ourselves. We found a show you women sports fans won't want to miss. Tune in to season three of Flame Bears to hear from women Olympians and Paralympians from around the world. Becky Sauerbrunn, Sue Bird, Dutch wheelchair tennis player, Didi DeGrout, and maybe even some snacks appearances will be part of this new season. Hear directly from these masters of grit and resilience to learn about the issues that matter most to them and how they've been able to overcome obstacle after obstacle. During these challenging times, these women are an endless source of hope and inspiration. Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts. You guys obviously um, are so busy all the time. Like how often do you guys get to see each other? Like how do you guys Mm -hmm. do it? Yeah. Go. Great question. Um, I feel like last year and this year, like we see each other quite a bit. Um, like after any game, really, I'll fly to Atlanta or wherever he is and spend like two days there. So it's like pretty much every week I'm able to see him. Um, but it just depends on like if he's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast, probably not going to happen. But um Chicago and Atlanta like it's an hour and a half hour and a half flight so it's like not bad at all um yeah and so we have we usually have two days off like game recovery slash off and then the next day is like fully off um so it like it works really well and there's another girl on my team her boyfriend um he plays for the Ravens And so she's kind of like in the same boat where he's like in season and he can't like do, he can't travel or anything. So she like does the same thing. So it's like kind of nice having her there as well. That is nice. That's cool. Have, do you guys ever just like happen to find yourself yourselves in the same city? Yeah. So last year we were in New York, they were playing the Met in New York. And then this year, like last weekend, they were playing in Seattle and we were playing in Seattle. Oh, sick. Yeah. Do yeah. you get to go to each other's games or does it just depend on like your team schedules? Um, 
most of the time I'm I get to go to his, but I feel like they it's hard because they play literally every single day. Yeah. So they're just so, so busy during season. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah, crazy. Really. I know. But I play a lot. I know. Too many. Too do, many. Do you think it's uh nice that you guys because your seasons run at the same time. So do you yeah. think that's better or or worse? I feel like it's better. Like, because you get a whole off-season together. And, like, yeah. to actually, like, live, like, a simple life. And not have yeah. to, like, travel and be yeah. in the same spot. Um, yeah. So would you guys call Atlanta home then? Like, to your home yeah. together? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, Lynn, should we move on to like the real section? Yeah. Okay, Mal. So every podcast we do some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff and some fun stuff. So we just try to have part of a conversation that's about like, it's a little bit more serious, but we hope that it's still kind of fun. Um, one time that we got this advice one time to not ask questions that you already know the answer to. Oh, so good. it's been hard sometimes with some of our good friends because we feel like we know everything, but right. I feel like it's going to be kind of cool. We just want to talk to you a little bit about like pressures that you faced. Like when you were yeah. just a teenager, everybody I think was like, Oh my God, Mal Pugh, Mal Pugh, She's so good. She's so amazing. She's like the next mm-hmm. big thing. And you were so young, but you handled it so well. And so mm-hmm. I think we just wanted to know a little bit about like, what that was like for you and how yeah. you've like grown into that. Yeah. I, um, it's funny because I feel like I was talking to someone about it the other day, but not the other day, maybe like a few weeks ago, but like looking back at that time, I wouldn't necessarily say that like, if I were to go back in that time and like ask myself when I was, 17, 18, 19 years old, if I, um, like, felt the pressure, I'd probably say no. But looking back at it now, like, I think it was indirectly, like, affecting me, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think I was, like, thinking about it, but I think anytime, I mean, Anytime someone young is like thrown into the fire almost, like yeah. it's gonna affect them one way or the other. So um yeah, I feel like that's why you could say maybe I handled it well because I didn't really it wasn't at the forefront of my mind, but mm-hmm. it was like indirectly affecting me, if that makes sense. Um so yeah, I and obviously I feel like it caught up to me too. You know, like as as like my career progressed, I feel like I was like in this like spot where I was just like kind of stuck. And mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there there was all these like expectations put on me early on and then I kinda like didn't really pay attention to those and then they kinda caught up to me. And then I started kind of paying attention to them and I was like, oh, I mean, there were things like Mal P is supposed to be like the next Mia Ham, this and that. And like, that's just like not the case, you know, like that obviously is like completely different, you know? And I feel like I wanted to, I came to realize like, I want to like create my own path. Um, and I don't want to like have these labels on me. And I think I kind of like got really 
upset too when it was like the youngest, the youngest, the youngest this, the youngest that. And so, yeah, I feel like all of that kind of just like started to catch up and like put a weight on me. And then eventually I just felt like I was like stuck and like couldn't move from it. How do do you think you like worked through that? Yeah, I think, well, in 2020 was, I know it was hard for a lot of people, but I think it was like such a blessing for me because I was like able to like slow down and like reflect and like work on and like kind of like work on like my mental side of the game. Um, You could say like, I feel like I never did that before um, to the extent that I do now. And I did because I, I don't, I don't know if I had the resources or whatever it was, but, um, yeah, I feel like the mental side of the game in 2020, I just like, it wasn't even game. I feel like it was like life in general. Um, I feel like I just like realized that I wasn't okay. And so then I started working through that and on that. And then like, the adversity like hit and came and like I was so happy I was like not happy at the time obviously the time was like very hard but I was I was like this is exactly what I needed to be able to like grow and like see see what I could do for like me personally and like see what I like what I'm capable of instead of all these people putting these like labels on me it's like no I'm gonna like see what I'm actually going to do about this. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. I feel like and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like as a society or people who watch sports, when you have a young player or a young athlete who's you think is going to have the potential to be this huge, amazing breakout person, we put so much pressure on them and we we um, put them on this pedestal and say, like you said, like the youngest person ever to do this, the youngest, youngest, youngest. And also at the same time, we expect them to have a fully developed brain and like ability to handle all Mm -hmm. that at the same time as somebody who is so experienced and in their like late thirties or something. And so it's such like a, a, a twofold or you're like, okay, they're the youngest, but then we give them no room to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like, watching your career, like you were so high. And like you said, 2020 was definitely like a, a slump, but like to watch you yeah. now and still be so young and to get out of that and, and be thriving now. Um, I think it's amazing because a lot of people mm-hmm. could get stuck there and, and then fall mm-hmm. off. So um, I, I'm assuming you got like a lot of support behind you and it's, it's just really yeah. cool to see. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like too, I feel like that time I grew a lot as like a person and I like realized what's important in life. And ultimately like through that time was like, I feel like sometimes we can get so caught up on like life. And I know it's like, this is, this is just like how I think sometimes like you can get so caught up on like life and like the little things and, I feel like I learned that it's like not that big of a deal. Like it literally doesn't matter. And I feel like I've realized that and I've carried that on and it's worked for me. Um, 
And yeah, I feel like, I also feel like my mom's like that too. So maybe I can come around. Yeah. It sounds like you like just got some good perspective and yeah. I think hopefully that happens again as we like continue to grow. I'm sure in five years I'll have perspective on my life now that's different than how I'm looking at it when I'm like in the weeds kind of. Um, But I love that you like figured that out. Do you remember specifically like getting any good advice from anybody or even getting like bad advice that you've realized now wasn't right for you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, You know what? Dancy's dad actually like would always like, especially last year when the injuries came and all that, he was like, just keep on keeping on. And it's like super simple, but it's like, that's just like what you got to do. You just got to keep on keeping on and just keep moving forward. And eventually the hard times and the tough times and the adversity will pass. Um, But it doesn't make it any easier, but like it will pass. And it's like bound to pass at some point. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah, me too. I feel like you've talked about this like a million times uh, about like not going to college, but I -hmm. feel like now more than ever people aren't. Um, And I feel like you and Lindsay were like the first two that everybody was like, what? Like, she's not going to go. Is there any advice that you would have for somebody who is like facing this decision um, of deciding like, Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't go to college. Maybe I should just go to the pros. Yeah, that's hard. Because I feel like it's, like, so circumstance. Like, yeah. it just goes off of your circumstances. But, um, I mean, as the game's growing, I do think that it's, like, more available for people to make that decision. But I think, I think it's hard, too. It's, like, don't compare yourself to me or Lindsay or or some Kira or so like all these people that went to college for a little bit or didn't go at all because I feel like if you kind of like compare yourself to that like everyone's journey is completely different and I feel like for me that was probably the best decision for me at the time and I'm very thankful that I did that but um yeah I just I wouldn't like compare yourself to people that have done it. I would just really like talk to your, like talk to whoever and everyone. Um, Because that, I mean, it is a big decision, but fortunately like the game is growing, but um, I think the more knowledge you get, the better when making that decision. Yeah. I feel like um, you've said this a couple of times in uh, different parts of questions that we've asked you is mm-hmm. just don't compare yourself to somebody else and how no. people were comparing you to Mia Hamm. Don't compare yourself uh, to you or Lindsay. Just right. be on your own path, um, yeah. which I think is so important. Sometimes you can like lose track of that, especially if, if everybody's saying it, you're like, I'm just trying to be me, like relax everyone. Um, yeah. But speaking of yourself, um, is there anything that you would tell 17-year-old Mal going to her first cap and, like, her first Olympics? <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you see the video of me going in and you can just tell, like, I'm so nervous. And Kelly's, like, right there, right behind me. 
And like, I was like, so, 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 so nervous. Oh my God, um, Mel, I didn't think you were nervous at all. You came really? right in and scored immediately. And yeah, I was just don't. like, this girl's a natural. Like, she's fine. I think, honestly, the reason why I was nervous was because I've never played in front of that many people. Mm. Like, I think that it was like the, like the one thing I remember was like scoring and then like the noise of the crowd. Yeah. Like that's what I was like, what the heck? But um, advice I, um, I mean, I always say this. I was, I always am just like, never lose like the fun and the joy of the game because like it kind of goes back to like, it's just life you know, and, like, it's, you're, you get to, like, we get to play a game for our jobs, which is, like, amazing, so I feel like never, like, losing the side of that, because I feel like, I mean, both of you know, like, how stressful it can be, like, national team, and they just felt like, all of it, it can just, like, consume you, so I feel like never losing the sight of, like, the joy and the love that you have, when you were like younger and it sounds really cheesy, but I feel like it's like very important. I think that's really important too, Mel. I, I think that's like, I think that once the game changes for us, when we go from playing like for fun or in college to represent something to playing like for money as our job, mm-hmm. you like your passion can get lost if you don't have like joy in the game because it becomes this like, or it could, I don't think it has for any yeah. of us, but like, it becomes this like job and obligation. And unless you love it still, and you still like are smiling when you're playing and connecting with your teammates and like you love what you do, uh, then it's just kind of about like the money. And I just feel like that's like a distinction that like, if you can keep the joy, it's like not a job. It's like what you love to do. And that's like, we're so lucky we get to do that. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. So we are going to transition. Our friends at the flame bearers podcast are all about the stories of top women, Olympians and Paralympians. So Mal, we have a trivia question. Um, and it could be about any of their former guests on the flame bearers podcast. Lynn, let's, let's hear it. (laughs) She is the backbone of the U S women's national team defense and will be entering into her third World Cup in 2023. She's already secured a two World Cup championship um, on top of an Olympic gold medal. Then, just to top it all off, she has won NWSL Defensive Player of the Year four times. Can you guess? Who who could it be? Captain Becky (laughs) Powerbuff. Wow. Am I right? Okay, good. Yes. Imagine. We're like, no. (laughs) No. No, yes. Of course. Um, So you can go and listen to Becky's episode on the Flame Bearers podcast. Um, I think that sounds like it would be a wonderful additional podcast to Snacks. Yes. Now, go again, Sam. All right. (laughs) Now, this is my favorite part of the podcast and Lynn's. And Mal's, where we get to have a little fun and pepper our guest with random questions. Yay. Um, okay. Do you consider yourself a millennial or a Gen Z? Um, a Gen, Gen, Gen-ial. A Zennial. Ah. No, a Zennial. A You are ah. that. Yeah. I saw, I genial. saw it. Yeah. No, a Zennial. It sounds um, like genital. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it's like 1997 to like 1999. It's it's you are so yeah. that I was, I wrote this question and I was like, I don't know what she actually is, but you have tendencies of like, we talk about so, millennials and Gen Z yeah. all the time on this podcast because I think we are firmly millennials, but you have tendencies of both, which is like really yeah. cool. Yeah. We are firmly millennials. Firmly millennials. Yeah. That was hard to say for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Mel, who is your style icon? Um, a mix. It, obviously, Hailey Bieber. I feel like she's everyone. Um, and then... Besides yours, Sam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure she uh, would be. Yeah, she's a great style. And then Rosie Huntington-Whitley. You know who that is? She's she's like a model. She was in, like, Transformers. Must be a Gen Z thing. (laughs) I don't know. She was in Transformers? Yeah. Like, the ones after Megan Fox. Oh, I didn't see any of those. I don't know. (laughs) It must be a Gen Z (laughs) thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sam's Sam's style icon is uh, Adam Sandler. So, hey, I feel like that's what I dress like most of the time. I so. I know it's cool and uh-huh. comfy. Yeah. Uh, um, who do you think has the best style, and who do you think has the worst style on either Chicago or the U.S.? You can pick which team you don't you have. Do. You don't have to say the worst style. I I would never yeah, want to answer do. that question. The worst style. She just. I don't know. <laughs> She's like I don't care. Not- um, the best style, I would say, I mean, obviously, you know, I know. Yeah. That, that like, was, it wasn't tough. And it, and it's so like, she just has like her distinct style. She has like, like the it factor. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what she has. There's stuff that if I were to like wear an outfit that she would put together, I would not look good. Yeah. I look crazy. like, Yeah. But she just, like, had her style, and it was so good on her. Honestly, you guys, Pino took me shopping, like, probably, like, four years ago. We went to Urban Outfitters. She picked me out ten things. I ended up buying, like, eight of them. I think that, like, until this time, (laughs) I was wearing, like, low-rise jeans. And Pino was, Pino was like, Sam, like, what, what, why would you wear that? Like, you have to wear high-rise. And, like, to this day, every single thing I own is, like, as high as I can get it. Because well, it's, it looks better on me, and I had no idea. Mm. Um, I do think that's a I do think that's a big thing too when it comes to style is like figuring out what looks good on you and like sticking yeah. to that. Yeah, I've stuck firmly to what Pino has taught <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. I do think that high rise jeans look better on you because your torso is longer. Oh, like I, I like to wear high rise, but I could never do like ultra high because I would just have no body left. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love ultra high. Well, yeah, you have a long, longer yeah, torso. Have a very the higher, the better. All right. Enough. I do like high rise. Okay. <laughs> What's your style guilty pleasure? So like something, you know, is like out of style or like not cute, but you like love it anyway and you wear it. Oh, I don't know. I like honestly when during season I I swear I just wear like sweat like sweatshirts and like shorts. I just 
Yeah. Are micro shorts still in? I love them. I, I, wear them. I wear them. I love them. Okay. I hope they're still in. I wear in. them too. Somebody I let saw, us know. I saw something recently too that was saying like um, crew socks are going away too. And I was like, why? Like you why? Just told, but you just told me that crew socks were back. No. What? What do you mean back? I don't know. They've I thought, been. I thought you were supposed to either wear like no shows or like hot, like calf length. I can't have my ankle show. No, I, I'm no, not a no show girl. So no shows are also out. On this girl, yeah. Yeah, I can't. My ankle's too showing. Somebody needs to give us the sock breakdown of like what's yeah. acceptable in September of 2022. My thing is, who comes up with these trends? girl Haley the, tre- the trendsetters yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah. low-rise jeans apparently are coming back and that's yeah. gotta go though that's gotta go yeah. I agree I don't think that's here for me I no, watched a TikTok my sister sent me a TikTok and it was like this guy interviewing um young girl and saying like what are your favorite clothes and she said vintage wet seal did you guys ever shop there yes and seal, what, yeah. what do you mean vintage I was like, Maybe what? like the OG stuff, but it's hard to believe that anything from that store could last you like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "What is happening?" Oh, that's wild. I know. Um, okay, what would you wear to like a baseball game to watch Dansby versus what would you wear to your own game? You know, like the fashion like ent- entrance thing. Yeah, um, it depends. I feel like for a baseball game. If it's like a playoff game, I'll maybe dress up more. But if it's not, like literally biker shorts and a sweatshirt, and then our own, or maybe like jeans. I don't know. Um, But I think for our game, it's so hard. Sometimes I like to dress up, and then sometimes it's like last night I wore a big gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants and it's what I went with so I love that I feel like that's a look in and of itself I've made like a very firm decision to like always wear Kansas City current gear which I feel like (laughs) is like such a dad move (laughs) is to like not not buy into like no I'm not wearing something stylish (laughs) and I'm not wearing something comfy like I will be wearing my Kansas City current gear (laughs) or I will not be there It's very dad move of me. Yeah, with either your white Air Forces or running shoes. Like, those are the only two you wear. I don't don't wear running shoes. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't wear running shoes. Don't be Um, ridiculous. Mel, do you like watching baseball or, like, do you just like watching Dansby? Like, would you watch baseball on your own if, like, it didn't involve Dansby at all? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like... If I were to go to like a Cubs game, like I would never, unless you have to play the Cubs. Got it. Like, or like one of Jason's games. Like I'm sure I go to his game, but oh yeah, fair enough. But but it's not just like on no. in the background. No. no, no, no. Okay, fair enough. Me, I mean, me neither, really. Yeah. Um. Okay, okay we have we have another new segment. We're gonna try this out. Okay. It's called Explain Yourself. Okay. Oh, God. And, and we're going to watch a little video. Yeah, I already know what this is. Well, watch and then explain. Okay. I like singing a lot because I think I can sing a lot of different types of music. Oh! 
baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down low. <laughs> Since you've been gone, oh, and all I ever hear you say is how I picture me with you. Wow, wow. Wow, oh wow. my gosh. That's so embarrassing. I would never do that today. Sorry, Mal. We had to. It's okay. It's okay. That is like so embarrassing. It's just is there, out there. Is there also, a song you like to sing a lot? Now? No. No. I don't think we're gonna I mean, trick I, like, her. I don't think, think we're gonna trick her into this, Lynn. Like we I'll might. we could try. I'll sing in the car. But you know what's funny though? I feel like I used to like a lot but then i don't know i just like lost it mel that you is so sad it. you should get it back really you think so? yeah i think so i heard a lot of potential in that singing you used to dance a lot too remember when you and rose like literally in your first camp did like a yeah. choreographed dance to selena gomez like in front of everybody including abby well, Womack? yes yeah <laughs> Well, now I feel like I can't do that because all these TikTok dances, I don't know how to do. And it like. Millennial of you. I don't like, I can't do them. Make them maybe up. I Make just, another one up. Maybe I just want to like loosen up a little bit more. I think so. I think yeah. we all could. And go like. Back to your roots, Mal. Go, go back to your yeah. roots. I should. The opera though, I have, I have done, um. For dancing. Do you want to give us a little taste of that here? No. <laughs> no. It's a special it. little thing it's for dancing. I don't know if I can. It is out there. She kind of wants to try, I can tell. <laughs> that was Sam, really good. That was good. Wait, I feel like you have done it before. I've seen I've done it like on the bus or something, and you've challenged I've seen, me, I feel like. I've seen you do it. Or not challenged me, but Ch you've done it alongside. Challenge yeah. her now, Sam. Go. I just did. You Mal, go. go. Rebuttal. Okay, Mal. hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'll do it. She's going to find it. <laughs> Guys. Okay, Lynn, you, go. have, you have no, to do I, that. Lynn, <laughs> Lynn, just do it. I'm not I don't even know, on. you guys, I, I don't do? even know where that is coming from for you guys. It's coming from here. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like I, <laughs> I've actually, like, that's pretty good. I've actually, like, wanted to go and, like, like, I want to try and do, like, some new things. Like, I want to, like, well, I want to learn how to play the piano. And then Beautiful. I, like, want to go do voice lessons. You should. You should. Not, not, like, serious, but, like, I know I should. We'll do it. Maybe in the off season. Me and Sam have been time. doing pottery. That's our new thing. I saw that. That, that sounds so fun. Is it, it is fun? fun. It's, it's been really awesome. Fun. We love it. We're probably going to talk about it all season long on snacks. What all have you made? We've made bowl, two bowls. Two bowls. And I made a cup, but Lynn missed that day. Oh. Um, did, do you guys like paint them too? Or we no? dip them in glaze. And we're learning how to do that next time. And this is in Kansas City? Like a mm -hmm. class? Yes. Yeah. It's, at, it's at Driftwood Ceramics. We love it there. Um. What? Like what? Why did you guys start start doing that? Well, well we needed something happy in our lives. Yeah, because we Fair. were depressed. Um, Fair. I feel like also 
every season I always get like this itch to do something creative. Mm. Like mm-hmm. halfway through, I'm always like, I got to do something. And me yeah. and Sam have always been talking about wanting to do a pottery wheel. And by always, I mean this year. Yeah, I love that. That's like such a good, it's like such a good thing. I feel like people need to like do stuff outside of. Yeah, this, this is, yeah. Yeah, and when we went, so the first time we went, we were like, oh, we'll just do like a wa- uh, a winery, a pottery yeah. and wine thing. Uh-huh. And um, and we loved it. We like didn't want to go home. So yeah. we were like, we got to go take the classes now. Yeah. Maybe anyway. All right. So before we wrap up um, with every interview, we give our listeners a chance to ask their questions. Um, so don't forget to send us your questions by tweeting us with the hashtag Ask Snacks. The first question is by at Brooke M. Springer, and they want to know if soccer players had entrance songs like in baseball, what would yours be? That's a good question. We actually, I feel like a couple of years ago when I lived with Andy and Rose, we like had this discussion and uh, mine would be not ready to make nice by the Tipsy Chick. Nice, Mal. Yeah. She had that one like ready to go. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I am feeling really passionately about this question, but I would like one more week before I put in my answer. Okay. Because I just, I'm not confident. Big decision. It's a big decision. I I don't know either, but I'm going to take this moment to say that I watched the little baby documentary on Amazon Prime, and now I'm a huge little baby fan. Probably his biggest fan. So everybody wow. should watch that. that what that has to fan. do with, what this has to do with um, the, the question, I have no idea. But he's Wait, a rapper. Wait, well, yeah. I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch that. I didn't know he had a documentary. Amazon Prime. Prime Video Girls. Wow. Okay, Lynn. Well, if you don't have a song, we can circle back to this next week. Next week. Okay. Our second question, Mal, is from at Brooke Smashed, and they want to know what your favorite food is to eat at a sports stadium. I love a good pretzel. I love a good pretzel. Your girl Lynn loves a good hot dog. Dude, I am a hot. I if you guys could sell me corn dogs at the stadium, I would love you forever. So people start putting corn dogs in your stadiums. The corn dog is them. Big yeah, corn dog pretzel. girl. That's the truth. I'm Mal Q, and this is the Snacks podcast from Just Women's Sports. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women's Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Mewis. You've been listening to Snacks. Beautiful. Yay! You guys do such a good job, seriously. Like, oh, thank you. Like, very, very good. Keep that on the recording, please. Thanks for tuning into Snacks. While you may have wrapped up an episode with our guest today, be sure to head over to our friends at Flame Bearers, where you can hear top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the games when the spotlight isn't on. Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts.